You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to another Page Turner with Big Dog and Lil Stuff. I'm Stephanie Menard. I am Tom Hutchison. And we're back with some more awesome stuff to talk about this week that we just figured out before we started recording. Two minutes ago, I went bananas and we're good to go now. I know. Well, and that's, I know I can always count on you for something because you're always so opinionated, you know, like there's always something that, that you're going to be like gung ho about getting into. So this works sure. out really good. Sure. Uh, but before. Well, we- oh, you know what? Before we start, I'm going to tell you something because remember last week we were, we were on uh, Art Belfield's uh, uh, thread um, we were talking about uh, uh, IP mining and all that kind of stuff on his thread. And we were like, hey, maybe that's our subject for tomorrow. And he was all like, hey, stop be, stop trying to get content from my thread and blah, blah, blah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this guy, and I love you, Art, but this guy, I made a post <laughs> on Saturday talking about zombie movies because I wanted to hear what people's favorite zombie movies were. And uh, because I'm about to write a zombie comic book and I, I kind of wanted to hear some some ins and outs of the genre and so on that people liked. So I'm, I, it got great response. Um, I really appreciate everybody that jumped in. It was, it was really great. And then as I'm just going through my feed on Saturday, I come to Art's post and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, he's asking about zombies too. And then I realize that he actually literally copied and pasted my entire post. <laughs> I saw that. Word for word <laughs> and slapped it on his thing. Not even like, and I even told him in his thread, I was like, dude, I told you, you can, you can copy my homework, but you got to make it sound like it's yours. And, <laughs> uh, uh, and he laughed and whatever, but it's just like, okay. I was like, you can never, ever, uh, complain about me mining for content on your threads ever again. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> not. <laughs> that, I thought that was really funny though, because I did notice that. And, um, like I saw yours and, or no, I think I saw his first because whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. Be, well, because Facebook sucks and it just kind of shows you stuff sure, randomly what's, what's or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I saw yours, but I noticed that yours, you know, because it has like the time, like, or not the exact time, but it shows you how long ago it was posted or right. whatever. And I was like, Oh, Okay, then. And I started laughing because of uh, that same interaction that you were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good times on the internet. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, and so we'll talk for- about zombies too, because um, sure. I have some, since it's relevant to what you're going to be working on, I feel like that's. A good thing to talk about, too, because I have thoughts on that. But I think we're going to start off with Birds of Prey, which is what we were talking about uh, before we started recording. EOP. Yes. All right. So I'm going to let you – we're going to – I'm going to let you start because you have been (laughs) – apparently you've been on social media today. For six hours. For six hours talking about Birds of Prey. So you're taking front and center on this one. Sure. Well, basically, and it wasn't all Birds of Prey. I was doing other things, too. But the Birds of Prey one seems to have kind of caught the public's attention. Um, So basically what I did is I made a post uh, after – well, okay. So there's a lot going on. For those that don't know, Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, it's the movie that came out a couple weeks ago. It kind of of flopped. I mean it didn't – it's not a death throw for anything, but it it didn't do what was expected. It underperformed and so on. And – after the underperforming of that opening weekend and week, we started to hear all kinds of articles and people writing about how Birds of Prey is failing because men X, Y, and Z, uh, including Jerry Conway, who created Birds of Prey, saying, you know, men are too misogynistic to go want to see 
girl movies, quote unquote, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So it just for, for the last two weeks, this is kind of stuck in my craw. Um, because I am a huge supporter of, of women, women's film, women's characters, uh, women in general. Um, I, I love the wonder woman movie. I love bridesmaids. I love pitch perfect. I mean, I, I have no problem with good, female driven stories and so on. But the, um, the main point being it's a good story. Right, right, exactly. There we go. <laughs> and and I will say a caveat, I have not seen Birds of Prey, so I don't know if it's good or bad, but what my point was is that as a creator of anything, it's your job to make me want to come see or read or buy whatever it is that you're doing. And the trailer trailers plural really didn't uh make me want to go see it. Uh, you know, I saw suicide squad. Um, um, uh, what's her name? Margot Robbie is a perfectly fine, uh, Harley Quinn. Um, but I'm not a Harley Quinn fan. So there's, there's, that's not really a drive for me. I like her as an actress, but I don't like the character. So it's not a, it's not a, Ooh, I got to go see the Harley movie. Right. But I am a the prey fan from the comic books and including Gail Simone's run way back in the day. Um, and, and, you know, I've always been kind of a Black Canary fan, Huntress fan, whatever. Um, and so when they were Birds of Prey with Oracle, Batgirl, you know, however they mix that stuff up, um, it was fun. And it was a, it was a good comic that Gail wrote. Um, but I was tired of seeing all of these articles popping out saying that, you know, men are to blame for this movie not doing well. And I'm like, no, that that's that's just not the case. And so I posted that. I said, look, if 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 you made a Birds of Prey movie that I, as a writer of women characters don't want to see, then that's on you. That's not on me. Don't blame men, quote unquote, for your movie having problems. Right. Um, because it's not just men. As you just said before we got on, you didn't really have a drive to go see it either. Oh, absolutely not. And it honestly, it just didn't look good. It didn't look like, oh, I want to I want to leave my house and spend, you know, eight to twelve dollars on a ticket and buy all the popcorn and all that other crap and sit in the theater for two hours. Like for me, this is one I will watch when it comes out um, on Blu-ray or I can rent it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, but sure. I, you know, it hit, it, when it lands on Netflix or whatever, I'm sure I'll see it. I, I, there's tons of these movies I don't see in the theater because I'm not driven to go, whether it's Black Panther, whether it's uh, uh, Ant-Man, whatever the second Ant-Man was, you know, what, whatever. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I really don't care to see it. Um, but I do end up seeing them. I'm just I'm not going to the theater to see them. So, um, you know, we've got to get past this whole all men, all women, all Christians, all Muslims. It's not all anything. It's just people choose what they choose and stop trying to, you know, lump everybody together in this, this weird way that, you know, this, this movie failed because men didn't want to go see strong women. That's horse crap. Well, and I actually have some metrics uh, to share with you on this. So, cool. Uh, the audience measurements showed that more than half of the film's attendees were males. So 54% of the, and this, I, let me see what date this article was, cause this might have been, um, uh, does it have a date on it? They usually do. Okay. Well, I can't find a date on it, but as of, and it, it's, um, Thefederalist.com, and it says box office data proves it wasn't men who tanked Birds of Prey. 54% of the audience was men. So more men went to see this movie than women as of okay. this article uh, okay. being put out. And um, on 
and I noticed this uh, because when I Googled the movie, you know, it always gives you like the Rotten Tomatoes score. And right. I mean, it was at like 88%. And a lot of people I've seen on social media have been saying it was a really good movie. So it doesn't yeah, even yeah, have yeah. a bad rating. No, um, no, I think that it was just advertised in such a way. Um, it's named after basically this group that like is everybody loved Harley Quinn in um uh, Suicide Squad. Like, she was kind of like the bright spot in that movie. Sure, absolutely. So, they take this movie and they're like, okay, well, we obviously have to make a Harley Quinn movie, but they don't name it Harley Quinn. They name it Birds of Prey, which a lot of people, if you're not into comics, you don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think that kind of hurt them a little bit, too. It, not putting her name directly in the title somehow or... Yes. Um, I, it, It's a marketing thing. It, it was what it really boils down to, in my opinion. It just... That's a huge part of it. Huge part of it, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of men went to see this movie. It has a great, you know, score on, you know, it has a great audience score, a uh, great Rotten Tomatoes score, Um, you know, so it's obviously doing something right, but the marketing, I think, was just really off. Yeah. And, and here's something that, that a friend of mine, he and I disagree all the time on movies, so it's not a surprise that he loved it, but... What I told him was, I said, look, I have no doubt that this movie can be a good movie within itself, but it can also at the exact same time be a bad Birds of Prey movie. And I don't really want to go see a bad Birds of Prey movie on the off chance of seeing a good movie because I, I want what I want is to go see a good Birds of Prey movie. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Like nothing about the trailer tells me this is a, a, an actual Birds of Prey movie. Because it's it's not the characters aren't the same. They don't look the same. They don't even have costumes that are related to the thing. And I get it because this is sort of an outside the box uh, sort of idea. Um, but it came off to me as more of like this some kind of '90s TV show attempt that that just completely fell flat. And if we recall, there was a Birds of Prey TV show a number of years ago, um, which also attempted to take the Birds of Prey outside of their sort of box. Um, although it did have Oracle in in the TV show, Mm -hmm. um, but it still took Huntress and, and there was no black canary. There was the daughter of the black canary, um, who had like psychic powers instead of the screaming powers. Um, and so again, you had birds of prey attempted there and even then they, they didn't really do it right and it failed. So I'm kind of wondering if the people at Warner brothers really even have a clue who these characters are, uh, you know, Huntress, black canary, Oracle, you know, whoever else has been in the birds of prey over the years, um, because it just seems like they, they don't have any faith in the source of what they are. And uh, their first thought thought is, well, let's just, you know, let's just make it whatever. Um, and, and you, that can work because the perfect example is guardians of the galaxy. Nobody in the general populace knew what the hell guardians of the galaxy was when it came out. Right. Nobody knows who, who quill is and Drax and, and all these guys it's completely random characters. So, it can be done, um, but I think that Guardians worked because it had momentum coming off of the other Marvel movies. I think Guardians worked because uh, it, the, the comic book fans saw that it, it landed some of the source material to some degree. Um, and, you know, Harley Quinn didn't have any of that. It, it, it comes off the Suicide Squad, which didn't really do very well. Um, and then you're blending her in with stuff that hasn't existed yet. It's not like you put her in the Wonder Woman movie or the Aquaman movie or, you know, something that she could play off of that exists in that universe. They're just like, whoosh, we're going to go, you know, try and build this universe around her. But, uh, I, I just feel like, 
what they did didn't it's it's not attractive to me at, at all so that was it i mean I, I haven't seen it it may be awesome um but the trailers didn't make me want to go to the theater and that's on the people that make the trailers and etc 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 that's right. not on me as a guy going Psh, she's not wearing booty shorts i don't want to see that i mean that's that's not relevant right no and and i agree and i did read um some things about you know people complaining about her wardrobe and that, you know, like, okay, if you're only going to see a movie because you are looking for TNA, well, I mean, most, then you're not going to go see most movies. I mean, right. <laughs> so, like, you know, that just like cuts out a lot of movies for you. So you're not really the, you're not the people that most movie studios are marketing to because, right. you know, if that's your thing that gets you out, out of your house to spend your money at a movie theater, then, Okay, whatever. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with I didn't think there was anything wrong other than it being fucking hideous. Pardon my language. But her outfit is hideous. I didn't I did not. It's just ugly. But I that, that, that doesn't, fuzzy thing. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, it's like thing? it looks like she's wearing like cheerleader pom poms on her arms. Like, I don't even know what's going on. I just aesthetically, yeah, it's like those confetti bombs exploded on her arms. Yeah. Like I aesthetically didn't like the outfit. I I didn't think it looked cute. I it, it, it doesn't even have to look cute. It didn't look badass. It didn't look like anything other than some crap they slapped together. It kind of looked like a mismatched, like I found a bunch of stuff in the trash and I glued it together. I thought they could have done better. <laughs> I know it sounds mean and I'm not, you know, but it's that that's <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. So, I mean, I didn't I don't judge a movie on what somebody's wearing, but if we're going to talk about what somebody's wearing, I'm going to say that wasn't the best costume and not because it wasn't sexy, it just wasn't anything. It it wasn't anything. Yeah. It was that's, not that's aesthetic. how I felt with Yeah, that's how I felt with Canary and Huntress. It's like have the characters cool do do what you're doing but there was no no resemblance at all to you know what the comics were and even marvel if you look at marvel's costumes a lot of times they're derivative of the comics but they're not exactly the comics but mm-hmm. when you look at them you still can go okay yeah that's gamora okay yeah that's you know whoever because it's it's it still is close enough you know even even black widow i mean she doesn't even wear red anymore she doesn't even have red hair anymore but you know it's like okay that's black widow that's fine um but in this situation, you've got Huntress wearing, like, I don't know, some sort of purple pants, I guess. Uh, Canary had, like, black pants and, you know, like a yellow tank top or something. I mean, it's just, it just wasn't – there was nothing inspiring about what I was seeing from it right. um, from a superhero angle. Again, from a superhero angle. And, and when we're talking about superheroes, superheroes kind of need to be pushed uh, further than just, you know – Hey, we're walking outside and and this is what we're wearing today. Um, so I was looking if, if the trailers had been exactly the same, but, uh, Canary and Huntress had been in better costumes, I probably would have been closer to going and seeing it because at least it would have had a visual connection with me from, from what I knew from Gail Simone's comics. Right. Um, and, and, and I'm not even saying exactly those costumes, but something that just was like, okay, I can kind of like Huntress, so far as I tell, she doesn't have the mask. She doesn't have the, the sort of pseudo ears. Like there's just nothing about it that, that tells me that's Huntress other than she's got a crossbow. Um, and so it just, from a visual standpoint, it just was like, I don't know what this is. And this is going to be a next uh, Netflix thing for me. That that's it. For sure. No, and I totally agree. And you know, I, I'm sure I'll probably enjoy it. I mean, I can honestly say I did not like Suicide Squad. Um, 
I thought it was really convoluted and I at no point was I invested in the story or really in any character at sure. all. Um, but I still give these movies a chance because I do like comic books. I do like these storylines. And I, like I said, like, I'm not going to go to the theater for a lot of them, but I will, you know, rent them or like if they come on HBO and I've got HBO, whatever, you know, I'm going to, I'll throw sure. them some dollars, just like less dollars than they were hoping for. <laughs> um, so, you know, I am looking forward to seeing it because I, it sounds like, you know, even though it was marketed, uh, not in the right way. Oh, and I also read something where they changed the title, um, like at certain theaters. I think it's at AMC yes. and Regal. They changed it to Harley Quinn Birds, and the Birds of, Prey. of Prey. Yeah. Yeah. And, and which is what it probably realized. should have been to begin with. Like you said, the marketing, it should have just started with Harley Quinn. That, like, that should have been the way they did it. But they tried to get a little too far outside the box on this one. Yeah. Um, and, and outside the box is okay. I mean, you, you can do some good things when you kind of move outside of what is the norm, but I think they, I think they jumped all the way out on this one and it, it just threw it off for me. So, um, you know, just not, just not, uh, not what I was looking for, not what I was expecting when I heard there was going to be a birds of prey movie, you know, especially after wonder woman, especially after Aquaman, especially after, um, um, you know, Joker was this, I mean, Joker is obviously its own entity, but, um, you know, there was some success. There was a track record happening and, uh, right. um, and so you go, oh, okay, birds of prey. And then it's just not birds of prey. So unfortunately that's, that's where I'm at. <sighs> that was a nice rant. <laughs> sometimes, we, sometimes you just got to rant. It's fine. You know, and that's, that's why we have our own <laughs> we have our own show because we could talk about whatever the hell we want. Yeah. And like nobody can respond to it instantly because they just can't. <laughs> 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 you just have to sit and stew that you know both of these people you're listening to didn't want to see your movie. Yes. Exactly. Ha-ha. And then basically from there, <laughs> hey marketing people, ask yourself why. Why would two people who like comic books who both either like women oriented films or comics or whatever, or write them or enjoy them, like watching them, like reading them. Why didn't we want to go see your movie? That's the question that you got to ask yourself is why didn't we want to go see it? Right. Um, not why we didn't, but why didn't we even want to go see it? Like, well, it wasn't even a question that we, we didn't want to see it, at least in the theater. Um, and that's where the marketing people have to come in. And I think that's why the name changed. I think immediately they were like, you know, we screwed up on this title for sure. Oh yeah. Um, I think, <laughs> I think also the R rating is not going to help because, uh, you know, parents are not going to take their kids to go, but was Suicide Squad R or was it PG 13? Um, oh, I think, hold on. Let me double check here. Na, 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 na. Because R is a big switcheroo. If you go from PG thirteen and and parents are like, yeah, you can go watch Harley uh, do this thing, and then you switch Harley to R, that's a huge problem too. Right. Um. Let me see. I'm sorry. I'm googling it. Uh, as we're talking, so uh, it's rated R. It was. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Okay, so then that's not that's not a thing then. If you took your kids to Suicide Squad, there's no reason you should be able to not take them to Harley. So that that's interesting. Okay, I did not know that. Well, yeah, and then they were comparing it to other, you know, rated R like superhero movies like such as Deadpool and, you oh, know, but that's Deadpool. like the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the Joker, the blades, they, they the did bla- from well, Joker, Joker. Yeah. in there even though it is not necessarily it is like kind of its own standalone story but they did yes. use that as a reference too um that made like yeah, one those, billion those are, 
globally. Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. Oh, in, in I film. agree. I, I holy cow. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, so the R rating didn't help. Clearly, <laughs> and it, it didn't help. But but surprisingly, I I would have thought uh, that, uh, and maybe that's what hurt Suicide Squad too. Maybe that held it back because parents weren't going to take their kids to go see an R-rated uh, thing. Um, you know, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. We'll see it eventually. <laughs> and once we actually see it, we'll, we will. We'll do a follow-up. We'll yes. definitely do a follow-up. Yeah. We'll, we'll let people know what we actually thought of the movie. Like I said, I'm sure I'll probably enjoy it. Um, I do like some. I like to watch women kick ass. Like Atomic Blonde was one of my favorite favorite movies and a lot of people gave the story flack but i actually really enjoyed it and the action sequences i mean were just beautifully shot and super intense and like i enjoy that stuff so i'm hoping to see some really cool fight scenes and you know maybe giggle a little bit that'd be nice we'll see (laughs) we'll see what happens giggles (laughs) i like to giggle you have to let like i love that um you know how Marvel has like humor in its movies because sometimes it gets so intense. Like you have to have those little moments of levity to like sure. keep you from, you know, being too tense. So I, I can't hoping... imagine that a Harley Quinn movie would not have those moments. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. So well, I'm sure you're going to be fine there. I've, I've got some hopes. They ain't high, but I got some hopes. <laughs> <laughs> I have some mediocre hopes. <laughs> Oh, so you are, you were talking about um, your post that you made about, um, you know, asking people what their favorite zombie movies were. And I I did kind of look through um, some of the, I I didn't have time to read all the responses. Everybody had Yeah, there was like 200. It was crazy. Yeah, it was a lot. So I just kind of like maybe looked at 10 or 15. Sure. And. Well, I'll tell you real quick. There was, there was definitely a lot of similarity. Like, uh, train to Busan was easily top five. Um, uh, God, now I'm going to blank on the rest of them. Um, uh, there were, there was a few that were like kind of regularly mentioned. And then some of the things like, like even night of the living dead, the original, like that was, that was kind of almost mentioned in passing. It was like, oh yeah. And that one. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, one guy was like, oh yeah, zombie, uh, zombie, zombie land, double tap. And I'm like, what? You, oh, you're God. not saying zombie land. You're saying double tap. I'm like, that's, that's what psychos say, dude. Um, so that was a little surprising. Um, yeah, uh, I just watched that, uh, <laughs> a couple days ago and it was the most mediocre yeah, right. film I've ever seen. I did not even care. Like, I think I was like doing yeah. other things while I was watching it. It was, was hyper derivative of the first and just, it didn't bring anything really new. Unfortunately, I, I really enjoyed the first one. And so I was kind of really like, yeah, let's do some more. But, uh, I, I feel like they just kind of threw that one together. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just <laughs> was, I'm mean, like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. So yeah, it just, exactly. Yeah. So it was just there. You know, it's just, like, just there. yeah, it's, it, it, it exists. It's a thing. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I just had to throw that no, out. No, that was there. it. I, I just wanted I just to throw that out it. that there was, because <laughs> I, I, the whole point was I kind of wanted to see if there was a hive mind here with this stuff, um, which is, you know, hard to do, especially in a, in a genre like uh, zombies, because there's so much, you know, comedy version and so on. Um, 
And uh, and it was interesting. And, I, and basically, I was I was trying to ask a little bit more than just what was your favorite. I was like, are you into the gore of it? Are you into the mystery of why they're zombies? Are you into just the character story? Like, what is you know, what is it that you want out of a zombie story? That's what I was trying to get. So I got tons and tons of answers, which was fantastic. So, okay. Well, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because for, for years, I think since the movie uh, train to Busan came out, everybody's been telling me, Oh my God, you have to see this movie. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay. Cause I don't mind subtitles, um, but I have to be sure. in the right mood. So uh, I think it was like a, a few weeks ago. I was like, you know what? I really want to, I'm finally going to check out Train to Busan. It's on Netflix and I had it on my, my list of movies to watch and I had time. So I watched it and I think it was overhyped in my opinion. Um, I thought it was good. So don't get me wrong. I thought it was good. Uh, I thought the story between the the father and the do- have you seen it? I'm assuming I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Perfect. I didn't. I wanna... literally watched it that night after. <laughs> oh, okay. After perfect. Like, oh, go see it. Yeah. So it's fresh in both <laughs> of our minds. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I really I thought you know the story between the father and and the daughter, um, you know that was probably the best part uh, of, sure. of the movie, and I think. Uh, Honestly, well, the zombies. That was the most unique part. I mean, because you don't see sort of that type of story usually in these movies. It's usually just pure survivors. You rarely see something that gets as deep as that. Right. Um, it did feel, um, that relationship did feel a little derivative, uh, to the, um, some of the relationships that they had in the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I haven't seen that. Uh, which is one of my favorite zombie movies. Um, they focused more on some personal relationships and brought that level to it. So I kind of felt like that. It, it was something that I had seen. It just took it in a, you know, it was a, just a different relationship. Sure. Um, you know, the idea of having the zombies all on the train, like that was a unique take on it. So that's kind of cool. And, and I mean, they did good with the special effects. It, it was just, I guess when so many people tell you something is so, so good, like, oh, my God, you have to see it. It'll never live up to the hype. Yeah. And so I told myself, <laughs> though, yeah, I, I told myself, OK, well, you know, every time this happens, almost every time this happens, like you get this expectation. So I've learned to not do that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really forced myself to look at it just for what it was. And it was good. But it wasn't as good as like the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead, in I, my I'm opinion. I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Um, I did like it. I I thought it was really good within the genre. Um, from from other examples, I I I did like it. My thing was, uh, basically uh, some of it was pacing. I thought it was way too long. It was like over two hours, and I'm like, this, this is this is kind of dragging at this point. Um, I agree. We get these. We get these points where they have some interesting, like new zombie things, like you know, spoiler alert. Um, you know, when it's dark, they really can't see anything. Um, you know, odd, odds and ends of of different zombie things. But as they were doing those things, they just kind of hung on them for a long time, like to really be like, "Hey, do you get it yet? Do you do you get it yet? We're gonna do it again. Do you get it yet?" I'm like, right. yeah, I get it. Let's let's move on to what's next. So. Um, I think the, the biggest drawback for me was it was just too long. Shave a half an hour out of that thing, make it a little tighter. Uh, and, and it would have been, it would have landed better. Um, but I, I, I did like it. And I think the other thing for me was I have no problem with subtitles either, but I think reading a movie like that, 
takes you out of some of the visceral elements because you're, you're having to focus on something and then move back up and then focus on something and then move back up. So I think that the, I think that there's a detriment to the, the, just the, the, um, uh, I don't know what you call it, like just being absorbed in the movie when you're reading it. Right. Uh, especially, oh, yeah. especially with a horror movie, you, you know, it, it, there's so much action and running and screaming and blood and, and then you're down here like reading the subtitles and you're missing what's happening on the screen. So you've got to be kind of skilled at the whole reading and watching at the same time type of thing. So, um, I think that was the other part for me. I was kind of just like, I feel like if this was, if I, if I could just hear it rather than read it, it might even have leveled up a little bit more for me because I would have been more engaged in the visuals versus, um, the, the back and forth. But, um, right. I did like it. I, th- I think it was a solid recommendation. Um, but yes, anytime you have the massive hype nine times out of 10, I'm going to come back and be like, yeah, it was all right. It's like guardians of the galaxy. When people, when I tell people that guardians of the galaxy is almost beat for beat star Wars, they look at me like I'm insane. And then I say, go watch it again. Think about star Wars. Think about, um, uh, uh, uh episode four as you're watching it. And then they come back and they're like, God damn, it was star Wars. Wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it's star Wars. It's fine. <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's nothing wrong with it. It's star Wars. It's, it's fine. But, um, you know, and I think us as writers come at things very differently as well, because we're looking at things uh, from a writing standpoint, from a creative standpoint versus just going in and being like, give me my popcorn. I'm going to I'm just going to absorb what's here. Um, I know that I do that all the time. Uh, and, and it really takes something like a Godzilla movie to just let me shut it all down and just be like, OK, there's some monsters. They're shooting fire. There's a building that got knocked down. This is awesome. Um, but when we're watching something like uh, like a, like this like this particular zombie movie, because it's trying to be something more than just you know Dawn of the Dead or or, or uh, what what were those two comedies Day of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead or whatever. You know, it's comedy versions of stuff. They're trying to kind of elevate the genre, which is cool, and I, and I can appreciate that. Um, but as a writer, I'm kind of like oh, just shave this down, guys. We we need to move on. Um, and that's just that's just in my head. So, um, no, you know, I, no, I agree with that. I, I definitely I totally agree with that. Um, one of the other things I think with zombies is that we since The Walking Dead took off um, on AMC. Yeah, a lot of people were reading the comics, but AMC brought it to more people's attention. And I think. Ever since the popularity of uh, The Walking Dead, I am tired of zombies. Everybody's doing zombies. And then they had spinoffs. And so if you're going to do a zombie movie or do a zombie comic, you know, make it really make it your own and make it different because there's so much zombie content out there. And ah. Like, I don't have any desire to go watch a zombie movie. Like, I'm over it, you know? <laughs> no, I, and I've never been a zombie person. Like, ever in my history of of loving horror movies and stuff, the zombie genre has been, like, back burner for me in a big, big way. You know, I did like Zombieland. Uh, I kind of liked World War Z. I like things where you kind of present something you haven't seen before. Um, it kind of is like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, like um, Shaun of the Dead, hilarious. Shaun of the Dead, yeah. It was Shaun so great. It, but yeah. it, it was it, it took a genre and it it made it its own. And that like more movies like that, please. Things that turn that genre and flip it on its ass. Yeah, you know yeah. that's my sure. my opinion. If we're gonna do it, you know, go big, go crazy. 
Yeah, and I think that, <laughs> ironically enough, I think that's what they did with Birds of Prey. And, uh, you know, the two of us looked at that and said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's not a zombie movie, though. So well, that's within yeah, well, certain yeah, yeah. genres, there are different <laughs> rules, in my opinion. Okay? So with the... <laughs> It's and again, this is all opinions. You know, there everybody yeah. has their own, and you sure. know you're allowed to have them. So this is our show and our opinions. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of having your own podcast. Ah, <laughs> opinionated I know. podcast. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's that's why this works because uh, we do have opinions, and I mean, you're you're definitely more vocal about yours all over the place. This is usually when I podcast is typically where I talk about things <laughs> of this nature. I don't I, usually go online or like post anything on my Facebook unless I saw like a really terrible movie, and I'm like, oh sure. man, this movie's garbage. Don't waste your time. Or if I saw something really, really, really good that I want everybody to go see, but it, yeah. most of I, the stuff I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> my social media generally doesn't do that either, but occasionally things will build and I'll just kind of like explode for like two days of just nonsense <laughs> and, and kind of get it out and be like, you know, just cover like four or five different things. Just be like, ah, oh, movies, ah, oh, comics, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. And then, then I'm fine. Then I'm just back and I'm like, okay, you know, I got that all out and now we're just making comics again. We're just talking about, you know, cool stuff and whatever. Right. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, I, I used to be, if, if, uh, if people remember when I, when I, uh, back in the day when I first started big dog, well, not when I started big dog, but just in general in social media, I used to rant all the time. And, um, I, I, here's what I've learned. And this is, this is an important thing. And this is why I don't really do it much anymore unless we're just kind of having conversations like this. Um, nothing that you do on social media, or at least I should say a very small percentage, we'll say 1%. 1% of what you do on social media as far as um, praising or or uh, demonizing something or someone or whatever, well, 1% will have an effect. And you have to ask yourself, is it worth my time to be saying politics, 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 or movie, 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 or actor, 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 actor? When, like we just said, everybody has their opinions. They're all basically set in stone. Mm -hmm. um, and to change someone's opinion is very difficult. Um, and usually the only way that that happens is face to face. Because people are are far happier to just kind of sit behind a keyboard and hide and make their, their troll remarks and so on. Um, versus if you're actually talking face to face debate and you have people that have open minds and, and can and can listen to the other side, uh, that's when change is made. No change is made online. Everybody knows who they're voting for in November. Everybody knows what movies they're going to go see and what they're not going to see. And it's right. just because it's their personal taste, and, and that's what it is. So for social media, when you're talking about being let's let's relate this to creators you know people who are creating things whether it's comics or whatever um you have to think about what is my post about trump gonna do what is my post about clinton gonna do what is my post about abortion gonna do it's not really gonna do anything it's gonna it's gonna state your position which is fine if you want to state your position but in the end um sometimes stating those positions can actually lose you followers um, because yep. the people that, that disagree with you on abortion are going to be like, well, I can't be 
supportive or friends with that guy because he, he, he's for abortion or whatever. Um, so you kind of have to decide it's the whole pick your battle thing. It's like, what's, what's worth your time, um, to, to post and, and deal with. Now, some people just post and then run away. They're just like, Hey, I'm just going to stir the pot. I'm going to put this out there. And then there's no, you know, whoever replies replies and, and people, you know, the, the posters just kind of watch the show happen. Right. Um, that's a different, that's a whole different thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you, you know, it's like, for me, it's kind of, like I said, it's like, you know, every month or so something will just kind of boil and, and the, the pot will, you know, run over and, and I'll throw something out there like I did with this birds of prey thing. Um, and, uh, but then, then I'm done then I'm, then I'm on to whatever's next bigger and better things because basically anything is bigger and better than worrying about ranting about actors and actresses and stories on, uh, on, on Facebook or whatever. Right. No, I, I agree. And that's usually, I mean, there are people that like are on my Facebook that I do share certain opinions because like, especially when it comes to like stuff that deals with horror. So if it's a horror movie that I've seen or one like that, I really like, I will recommend it because people know I'm a horror writer. And I feel like, you know, if I really enjoy something, maybe somebody else out there will enjoy it. And if I thought something was particularly terrible, I'm just basically going to say, I didn't personally like it. This is why if you still, you know, I'm just letting you know, if you if you still want to go see it, that's fine. But it to me, it was not what it was, you know, cracked up to be. And I think, but for the most part, like, yeah, you're right. Politics, all that other stuff, It especially for people like you and I who are, you know, we work in independent comics. And honestly, my personal beliefs on any of that are my personal beliefs. They're not going to change. And I don't feel the, the need to defend them or to to post all that stuff out there in the universe. Anybody who really knows me knows what I think. So, sure. yeah. you know what I mean? Like my friends know and, you know, my the people close to me know. I'm here to have fun. That's what social media is supposed to be <laughs> for me. Like I want to have fun when I'm on social media. I want to talk yeah. about funny things and sh- share dog pictures and cool stuff that I'm like reading or listening to or, you know, like the fun stuff in life. <laughs> That's where I stand on. And on all I lost that. You. it's good times. <laughs> well, I mean, not always, but most of the time. <laughs> um, And actually. Oh, there we go. We got I. Did you I lose lost me? you for a second, but we're, oh, we're back. Oh, okay. Yes, cool. yes. Just for a second, but I think it was on my end. I think Skype just went weird. Oh, I hate when it does that. That's the only yeah. problem, you know, doing anything through Skype is that you never know when it's going to be a douche. Because <laughs> 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 it does that. Whenever it feels like being a douche, it, it just does it. Yeah. But um, yeah, you, no, you, you're, you're right about what you're saying, though, because social media is that. I mean, in the old days, there was no social media, and socializing was people got up and went to wherever they went and they talked and they did whatever now and and people still do that of course but now you're in detroit and i'm in arizona and we can't just get up and and go have a beer uh you know so social media is that it's it's communication and connecting with people um that's its whole purpose right uh you know and um and it's like i saw a meme the other day with this guy was holding up the sign that said stop asking stupid questions that you can just google the answers to i'm like no that's incorrect. The whole point of asking the question to the social sphere is to, number one, get your answer, assuming you don't know the answer. And two is to potentially get the 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 discussion happening. 
you know, hey, what year was Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, done in, you know, comics, whatever. All of a sudden, that's discussion because now it's, hey, Sheena was done in 1920 and Will Eisner did the created her and blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, you have discussion happening on something that, you know, it, it, it is out of the blue and you're having a good time with people that uh, that you theoretically know. I mean, I guess if you have a public account, it can be anybody. Um, right. But, um, <laughs> You know, it, it, that's what social media is supposed to be. It's supposed to be us connecting and saying, hey, you just talked about Sheena. And I know that, uh, you know, right. this and that, this and that. And then you get more information that maybe you didn't know. I mean, you know, it's, it, that's, the, that's the, the core purpose of, of social media is to connect people, you know, when they're not able to get together themselves. Absolutely. Hence why it's called social media. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, hello. <laughs> uh, well, and one of the things that's been going on uh, that I've noticed uh, trending the last couple days on uh, Facebook is the top 10 movies to get to know people better, which I find really fascinating because a lot of times like and I, I made a list this morning because um, there's a difference. Like, so my top 10 movies to get to know me better are not necessarily my top 10 movies of all time. They are movies that. If you want to know more about who I am as a person and what types of things like that I am interested in or have, sure. you know, you know, it's so it's more of yeah, a like you can say Night of the Living Dead. And at the same time, you can say, uh, you know, the Peanuts movie or whatever. And it's it's right. It's it's personality it's it's what your personality is within this within this construct of movies right exactly so i thought it was really cool so i it was kind of nice to see you know a lot of people were putting like the princess bride and um which is a great movie um or like labyrinth which is a great movie a lot of people were putting stuff that were you know were uh, nostalgic for them and i thought that was really cool too oh yeah um you get to see it kind of gives you information about you know when kid like they were growing up and like who they how, why they are the way they are now like looking at these lists <laughs> yeah and i say that because like when i when i looked at my list like you know i i just went with like the first 10 movies that when i thought if i really had to give 10 movies that if somebody read this list they could understand like why i write the way that i write why i am the way that i am <laughs> like well here i got these movies right and so i'm reading i looked at the list after I, I posted it and i was like wow okay well um so i reading this list other than like one movie it sounds like i'm like a obsessed with demons and <laughs> like really um accurate. really deep in my feelings because uh -huh, i have accurate. like yeah. Uh, like who who's afraid of Virginia Woolf um is is one of those movies actually it was the first one I put on there because it's one of those movies that kind of changed the way that I saw film and what yeah. could be done with so little but the words meant so much um and so for me that's you know one of those movies but it's so that movie is so depressing it is have you ever seen it or no. the play no Okay. Oh, I I highly recommend it, but it's one of those that you're going to watch it and you're just going to feel like shit afterwards. Well, that's a great tagline. Steph. Yeah. No, I know, right? <laughs> it's but it's but it's the most accurate representation, but it is so beautifully written and acted. Um Elizabeth Taylor's in it and she's just I well, mean Well, that kind of sounds like the Joker too. You're going to watch this and you're going to come out going, "God damn." 
Mm-hmm. That's 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 all terrible. Exactly. And I mean, I love Joker. I I really, really love that movie. Um, it made me sad. It made me feel a lot of things that were negative, but it was a good movie. So if you're ever looking for something like that, but that was like made in the <laughs> 60s, that's what uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Uh, that's what that's all about. Um, it's, OK. All it's, right. It's a little dark. But then I have movies like D- District 9, which most people think are or is an action movie. But to me, it's like a, a really human story about transformation um, and change and true love. and it's one of the most beautiful transformations of a character um, that I've ever seen put on film. Okay. So uh, uh, Shelto, is it Shelto Copley, I think is his name. He plays the main character in District 9, and he should have won an Oscar, in my opinion. He was incredible in this movie. I mean, he broke my heart and like a million times, but I was rooting for him the whole time. And he just progressed so much as a human being, and it felt real which is hard to do i think it was well okay yeah but anyway like so there there are things on here that on the surface look maybe a little dark or depressing but if you really watch the movie and understand it you'll see okay i'm not super depressing and i'm not all about things getting blown up i'm looking at these as character (laughs) studies okay (laughs) sure (laughs) so there it's it's just like me stuff i don't i don't buy playboy for anything but the articles there you go you love yeah. them articles. Yeah. So good. Uh-huh. All those um actor interviews and stuff that they have in yeah. there. Yeah. It's important stuff. <laughs> it really is. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> did you do a top 10 movie list yet or are you even? I, I haven't. No. I, I saw people doing it and um, I didn't I, I didn't actually kind of recognize the way that you put it. Like, I, like in my mind, it was like the top 10 movies of all time oh, um, versus okay. versus personality based but as soon as you said to get to know me better that made a hundred percent more sense that people were just like rattling off these top tens because um i actually made like a top 100 of all time wow uh, at one point of movies that i saw and i had this on a spreadsheet somewhere so i could like change it whenever i wanted to on excel and just like move movies up and down and be like this one's out this one's down um but it was on an old computer that died so it's gone that's 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 moments of my life. I, I went through like nine. I went to like, uh, uh, I think it was like Wikipedia or something. I went through every movie from 19, I don't know, 65 to present, whenever that was. So I could see what was released. So I didn't miss anything. And I was putting them into this Excel spreadsheet and I would move them up and down in the cells until I had my top 100 of all time. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and then I was going to keep updating it as we kept going and going, but my computer died. So, um, I believe my top number one was the empire strikes back. Ooh. And a lot of what, and now here's the other thing. A lot of what I base a good movie on, um, or at least one of the primary things is would I ever watch it again? Like ever. And, if I would watch it again, what would be the rewatchability of it? Um, so there's a lot of movies that I have liked in the past that I will probably never watch again. Like I did like Joker, but I'll probably never watch it again. Um, so that would never come into play as far as a, 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 a an, an all time list for me. Right. Um, you know what I mean? So, so a lot of that list was, was based on 
what would I watch right now? And then if I had these two and I'm like, ah, I don't know, really know which one would like go where I'd be like, well, which one would you watch right now? That one. So it, it took the place. I can't believe you had a top 100 list. I mean, that's cr- it's hard enough for me, like because you know I've I've been such an avid um, movie watcher my whole life. Uh, between yeah. reading and movies, like I was just always, um, you know, involved, very involved in like what I'm watching and what I'm reading, and especially like I, I took film classes in college, and so I had a better understanding of how to look at a film in in different ways and. I don't even like it's so hard to even come up with like a top 10 because it, it changes, you know, it, it's always going to change. Like I could say today, like my top five movies are this. And then, you know, in a year, depending on my emotional state or my physical state or like whatever, it's, you know, it's going to change. So Absolutely. it's really hard. But I like that you <laughs> that you had it so you could switch it up like that. You're <laughs> like, that's smart, you know? I'm, yeah. So, I mean, as just as a quick I mean, I don't know that I can come up with 10 off the top of my head here, but um, as far as like a quick, I hit mute on my, on my mic, my mistake. Here's a, here's a quick view to, to get to know me. So um, obviously we'll just say Godzilla as a whole, doesn't matter which <laughs> era. It's just, it's just Godzilla um, or that genre, the Kaiju genre. Um, I love, uh, uh, I love Lake Placid. Do you ever see Lake Placid with oh, the yeah. crocodile? Oh Lake yeah, Placid is so fun. Um, Oliver I Platt like, is the man. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Um, uh, 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 Pitch Perfect, the first Pitch Perfect, I think is a nearly perfect movie. Um, I watch that all the time. Aww. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh uh, God, what else? What else? What else? Um, God, this is it's it's difficult. It is actually it really difficult. Is. I mean, from I'll tell you this: as far as like all the superhero movies, like all the Marvel movies, I think the best one is still the Captain America: First Avenger. That is still my favorite of all of the Marvel movies. So that'll that'll kind of land you where I am there. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as horror, uh, it's basically the Howling uh, is at the top. And that then, was uh, yeah, that's such mm-hmm. a fantastic movie. Yep, yep. Do you um, always? I got to. Oh. I got to Got to meet uh, Gary Brander, who wrote the book uh, before he died. I actually took him to lunch, which was unbelievable. Um, so that was that was super fun. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that, yeah. that's a fantastic. And it was funny because when I was putting this list together, I almost put the howling on it. Um, mm-hmm. But then I had to put Rosemary's Baby in place <laughs> of it. Another demon movie because I apparently like seriously, I have like five demon movies on my list. <laughs> People are going to think I'm like a Satan worshiper or whatever. I'm like, no. You got to look at the underlying stuff, man. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, love, sorry. Uh, didn't mean I to interrupt. I love Wall Street, the first Wall Street. Ooh, yeah. That was a good one. Uh, Tombstone. Oh, that's. Mm. Uh, yeah. So there you go. There's 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 five or six that, that'll get you started on uh, on who old Mr. Tom is down here. Yes. Well, and one of these days, you know. We'll, we'll have to have a discussion and I'm going to, I have a feeling we have a lot of things that like movies in common that we really, really like. And I'm sure that there are a few that, <laughs> that I'm, that we're going to clash on, but I'd love to sit down and, uh, when you're back in town, back here in Michigan, ugh, still cold yeah. here, still cold I'll be, here, I'll be, but I'll be back in a few weeks. I'll be back in a few weeks. Well, hopefully, uh, uh spring will have happened. How about, did you ever, hit. did you ever see artificial intelligence? Oh, with I, uh, Haley Joel Osment, 
did by I, Steven Spielberg about I the uh, little feel, robot kid? I feel like I did, but I, on, you know what? Maybe I didn't because I honestly that's, don't remember anything about it. That's a movie that 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 uh, uh, kind of divides people um, because it's very it's it's it it puts a mirror up to humanity's face, and I think a lot of people can't deal with it. Um, I think it's an amazing movie. I, I absolutely ball every time I watch that movie. I think it's amazing. Um, so if you haven't, or if you're not sure, go check it out and, and see. Basically, the gist of it is is um, uh, they have these robot kids uh, that uh, – well, there's robots in the world in general. But in this case, there's a robot kid who um, is given to a family who can't have kids so that they can have a kid. Right. Uh, but then the mom or, or the wife ends up getting pregnant and having a real kid and they have to decide, like, what do we do with this kid? Because he's like embedded in us. Like they, they push the final button. Like he is now real. He's in love with his parents. Uh, there's like this this uh, built in connection designed for them. And so they right. activate him. And then the kid. Oh, no. You know what it was? It wasn't that she was pregnant. It's that their kid was sick. Uh, and and uh, was potentially dying. And then the kid woke back up after they embedded this robot kid. And so the story is, is they kind of kick the robot kid out and then the robot kid has to, you know, go find his place in the world. It's kind of like Pinocchio. There's a little bit of Pinocchio overtones to it too. Um, it's really good. It's really good. Um, wow. But just be prepared. Bring your, bring your Kleenex. Oh yeah. And I'm a big crier. I, I, I get so <laughs> emotionally invested and I really, I'm like, but I think that's, it's a good thing to feel things. So I'm never ashamed uh, when I cry. I, I just, I don't like, if I feel something, I'm going to let it loose, man. Um, sure. But there's another movie, uh, newer movie, a few years ago, came out called Morgan, and it deals with artificial intelligence. And okay. uh, it, it's one of my favorite artificial intelligence movies. Um, so if you haven't checked out Morgan, um, I think you might enjoy it. I think um, it's especially relevant considering um, how involved we are with things that aren't real feeling real. Sure. Or seeming real, or so yeah. It, it, the message is very, um, it's very interesting, and I just I, I've watched it so many times. I love that movie. So, um, but anyway, it's actually time for us to um, start wrapping up here. So, ah. is there anything you want to share uh, with our people? Because I'm going to be posting this tomorrow. So, like, what's your next con? Is your yeah. did your Kickstarter end? Yeah. Yeah. It ended. It ended last Wednesday. Um, it was our third best Kickstarter we ever did, which was great. So thank you to everybody who uh, took part in the Scheherazade Kickstarter. Um, and uh, we're now uh, working on launching Princesses versus Zombies in uh, in April. That'll be our our next one. But um, in the meantime, we're working on getting Scheherazade done uh, at the end of the month so we can get it shipped out before we do our next one, which is our our goal this year is to make sure we have no overlap. And uh, so far, we're we're on pace to do that, which is exciting. Excellent. And then I think I, I may be coming to do uh, Motor City as far as vending this year, not just uh, hanging out with you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What it's am like I going to do with myself? Possible. I don't know. We're just going to have to, like, travel back and forth to each other's booths and, you know, there we figure, go. figure something out. I, we're going to have to because, yeah, it's going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It'll be good to to have you back in Michigan and, you know, especially at Motor City. It's insane there. It's crazy, yeah. but crazy. It's good. a good it's a good show for those that don't know. It's a good show. It's still very much a comic book show. And, um, you know, if you uh, 
are in the area come, what is it like middle of May? Um, you know, I would highly recommend that you, uh, you come check it out. Uh, yeah. Whether I'm there or not. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be there. <laughs> well, there's your reason. Uh, there you go. I've given them a permanent reason. I already paid for yeah. my table, so they better not. There you go. <laughs> they He's better in. not take it away from me. Um, <laughs> Uh, so before we record next, um, I do have uh, uh, March 1st, which is a Sunday from, uh, I think, oh gosh, let me double check. I think it's a noon to four or one to four uh, at Kunin um, in, you know, let me just pull up my events really quick. I should have had this pulled up, but I'm a terrible person. So, ah, here we go. Okay. It's so, all those demons. It, yeah. You know, it's my demons, man. They're preventing me from. <laughs> From doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, so we're doing another artist roundtable, which is just a meetup. Um, it's in Warren at Coonan Brewing Company, uh, March 1st, uh, from 12 to 3. So, you know, bring anything that you like. If you want to work on something, bring anything that you can work on that isn't like, you know, going to take up too much room because obviously it is a public brewery. Um, but if anybody is interested in, you know, or has questions about like, getting into writing or anything like that. I'm going to be there uh, just, you know, hanging out for three hours and any creative is welcome to come up and, you know, just hang out and maybe we can get some work done. Maybe we just bro hang, like whatever. I just uh, want to get, I, I want to spend more time with my creative people. So I'm doing this once a month. So that'll be our next one. Um, and then uh, March 7th, Shot of History is doing a live show at Whiskey in the Jar in Hamtramck. So we're going to be doing some live, uh, shot of history episodes um and the bar is amazing and we're going to have several uh different historians on that day including myself and we're just going to be talking history i don't have any topics yet but um yeah it's going to be really cool so that'll be one to four on the 7th of march talk about talk about antoinette i think we've i think we might have talked about marie antoinette on the show already i have to go back through because we've done so (laughs) much it's we're celebrating our four-year anniversary oh that's great we've done i've been doing this show for four years and uh so i sometimes have to go back and look at what we've already talked about to make sure i'm not like repeating stuff um but yeah so it's gonna be really cool but um I'll remind you guys again on the next show because there's still time for that one after the next show. But uh, thank you, Tom, for spending your uh, one hour of your afternoon with me. And uh, thank you, listeners, to listening to our opinions on stuff. And we'll be back in two weeks. And uh, be good to yourselves and each other. And we'll see you soon.